Thanks for tuning in to Flicks and Joysticks, where Grizzly and Daniel sit around and talk about their thoughts and feelings about movies and video games, past, present, and future. Hey guys, thanks for tuning in for another episode of Flicks and Joysticks. Grizzly here. And Daniel. And we've got an awesome show today. We are going to talk about 80s action and adventure movies. And I think it's just going to be a whole lot of fun. And before we dig into that, though, we're going to real quickly talk about one of our favorite franchises that is coming out with a new title this year. And that's Assassin's Creed. You've heard us talk about it. We like it. And uh, the new one that's coming out is called Valhalla. And yes. I'm sure if you're as excited as we are, then you've seen the trailer. And because uh, we, we've gotten a new cinematic trailer. And we also have gotten a few details of the game. But we, we still don't know mm-hmm. the exact release date. I think it, it is holiday of this year. But it didn't have the exact release date on there. But... um. We're just really excited about this one. Um, Daniel, what, what sticks out to you so far of what you've seen and heard on the this game coming out? I, I'm, I'm not impressed with anything they're going to tell me about graphics or next gen. I, I want that to be totally, completely clear. Um, I think we've touched on this uh, with these next gen consoles. Me and Chris, we don't expect a big jump in graphics. Like, I mean, the games we play now are just so gorgeous. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't know how much further we can go, but to answer your question, I, I think how they approach this setting, and I know that it seems a little duh, that's every Assassin's Creed game, but this one in particular, when they're they're talking about going to different parts of England and you have your own little home, uh, what do they call it, home, uh, homestead or something like that. Like a that's, hub area, yeah. Yes, that's somewhat of a different approach because usually, now I know like Assassin's Creed 2 II and 3 and stuff like that, you do it into different cities, but they all in some ways kind of felt the same. I mean, But in Odyssey and Origins, it was one big giant map, mm-hmm. okay? Which is great. I'm just curious as to how they're going to go from two big giant maps with Odyssey and Origins, so now all of a sudden we have two, three, four different locations. I'm curious how they're going to how they're going to approach that. That's something right. I'm definitely definitely sticks out to me. I was surprised to hear that. I am, and I'm interested in how it will play out. But I'm also glad that they are doing something a little different. I mean, I love Odyssey and I love Origins. But I'm glad that they're changing up a little bit. And I personally like the idea of having like a, a hub, a home world. And it's not just, you know, a place you go back to. It's a place that you go back to and you can build it up. Mm-hmm. You, um, you know, you can upgrade <clears throat> things. And, and she, it's, it's going to, from what I've seen, it's going to be very integral to the gameplay mm-hmm. uh, of this new title. And, and I think. I think that's a good change up. I think that's kind of what we need. And I think it's going to work well, at least because, because I've played several games with that kind of a setup where you, you know, you kind of go back and, and check, see how your place is doing and, and all that. Mm-hmm. And I, I've really enjoyed that aspect. It, 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 it actually adds another layer to the gameplay. Mm-hmm. And, and so I think, I think that's really cool. And of course, Vikings, I mean, you can't go wrong with that. <laughs> no, I mean, and before there was that little clue that was left, I think it was in the division. I mm-hmm. think so the first little clue they left was, I, I think it was, it was like a poster mm-hmm. on the, on the, in a hallway somewhere in a building that had right. like a, uh, a, a Viking holding what looked like a apple of Eden or something. Before mm-hmm. that leaked, everybody, everybody always throws out rumors. Where's the next place? Where's the next place? Is it Japan? Mm-hmm. Is it, is it China? Is it Indonesia? Is it India? You know, everybody always speculates. The Vikings thing doesn't seem very assassin e to me. Right. Is that a word? Is that a, is that a, is that a thing to say? Right. <laughs> Assassiny, yeah. because you think yeah. yeah, you think of Vikings, you think of you think of like uh, I, they they traveled by ship. We know that, and that worked with Black Flag. I'm not concerned about that. I'm really excited for that. But you think of these brutal warriors. You don't think of sneaky. You know what right. I mean? You don't think of, I guess, what you would say a literal assassin is. And based off of some of the games in the past, 
you have Vikings and what you think of one way, mm-hmm. and the Assassins you think of them in one way. How are they going to mesh? And that that's interesting, and I, I agree. And the cool thing though is like it's it's going back to oh, well, all of these games do. They go back to a specific point of time that like actually happened. You know, like mm-hmm. like uh, events that actually happened in time, and so. So in this whole storyline of assassins being a thing, they would have existed during that time. So it's going to be mm-hmm. cool to see how they go about that. Like like you said, yeah. I mean it's it's totally um, untraditional, but but I kind of dig it. Yeah, and and the the absolute number one most excited thing is is the, uh, the hidden blades back. So I mean, yes. I, <laughs> after that, I really don't care. It's fine. <laughs> right. <laughs> So Valhalla is coming out this this Christmas sometime, hopefully earlier, like October and November. But anyways, um, mm-hmm. and in in kind of a just along those lines of Assassin's Creed, like I said, we are huge Assassin's Creed fans. And um, Daniel, I'm gonna let you go first. But what what is your favorite title so far in the Assassin's Creed series, and why? I, I, I it has to be for me. Assassin's Creed 3. And I know anybody hears me say that, they're going to turn their nose up and look at me crooked. I, I, I get it. I understand why people didn't like it. I, but to me, I really like the story. That's mm-hmm. the reason I buy the games. I love the combat. I love the character, Connor. Some people said he was really bland. Mm-hmm. Uh, didn't have much of a personality. I strongly disagree with that. I thought he had an amazing character character development i thought his personality was exactly what it needed to be for mm-hmm. someone in his situation and how his story goes and unfolds mm-hmm. um yeah it has to be three but i understand how someone would say well it's not the best i and i get the criticisms what i'm trying to get at mm-hmm. but it just for me it takes place in colonial america and i don't know it just it really landed in my heart, just the right way. Well, and you know, you could say that um, AC3 is one of the more influential ones because we've got a lot of things that are still around today that, that made their debut in 3, and the biggest one of those is ship battles. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. gra- granted they weren't many in that game. Mm-hmm. It wasn't a focus, but that <laughs> is one thing that's almost become a staple of the Assassin's Creed series is having ship battles of some, yeah. some kind, you know? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. What about you? Um, I like them all and I've played all of them except for unity, but um, the, my favorite is still got to be origins. Um, it wasn't the first one I played, so it's not like a nostalgic thing like that, but, yeah. but I, First of all, I love the new kind of when they revamped everything and made the combat a little different and, and mm-hmm. kind of made loot more of a thing and, and kind of did that. Of course, I, I come from playing RPGs my whole life, so I, you know, I enjoy that, that a right. lot. And, um, but, but other than that, like, and other than that, ancient Egypt is just my favorite setting. It's just my favorite setting that I've seen. I mean, and there's been some really, really great, and I think they've all been. I think they've all been top notch with the time time periods and and all yeah. that. But but I've always I've always been fascinated by ancient Egyptian. Um, anyways, like just in history in real life. So yeah, to have a game where I can kind of live through that is is really cool. Yeah, yeah. I, I I'll be honest with you. Uh, of all the actual settings, as far as like history. Um, how deep the lore was uh, that the game, you know, I mean, for goodness sakes, I think they had, what, well, what do they call it, Chris? Was it historical mode or, or history tour mode or? Yeah, where you just something. basically walk around and it lets you find out information about the place. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> with the tombs and temples and, and the pyramids. And mm-hmm. yeah, man, it, it, I mean, it was awesome. And, and, and I'll add to that, I liked origin setting better than the Odyssey. Mm-hmm. Not that I don't like, you know, all the Greek gods and, and, and you know, everything about Kefalonia and everything like that, but 
Right. I, I, Origins, man. I mean, they they went big and they went bold with it, man. Mm-hmm. And it was it was exact. If you want to get into ancient Egypt, there's no other game that I can think of that would be better you know, than that. Assassin's no. Creed aside. <laughs> right. Right. I mean, it's and, and see, I also love the um, the mythology of Egypt. All their mm-hmm. their um, pantheon of gods and goddesses has always been cool to me. Of course, I I like them all. I like all of the mythological pantheons or i think that's just yeah cool and fascinating but yeah. like i said you're right that ancient egypt is just it's spot on and and i i'll tell you um i think a lot of people know this but in case you don't like ubisoft when they make an assassin's creed game they go out of their way to make sure that the settings are historically accurate yes um now now with the newer ones and the story they're kind of you know going into the fantastical a little bit but mm-hmm. as far as the settings themselves they go out of their way and so much so I, I don't know if this is a rumor or if this is actually true but so much so that i heard you know um when the cathedral notre dame or notre dame sorry we're from the south it's notre dame but um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, notre dame burned down they actually went and looked at assassin's creed unity like all the files they had for, for um, like blueprints and yeah. blueprints they had for the game because it was so accurate. Yes, that they they used that to help rebuild it, or, or to, they're going to. I actually haven't been keeping up with it. I don't know if they started that or not, but but yeah. they've actually looked back at that to help them get an idea of what to do. And yeah, uh, just just to add to that, they gave them. Uh, uh, like the uh, not, it wasn't like they said. Oh, here's a copy of Assassin's Creed Unity. They actually gave them the the uh, uh, what would you call it? The uh, platform developer like copy and hardware right, like so the, they can actually go in and use it on like a true 3D pan and tilt and zoom and, and complete mm-hmm. camera control to have yeah. over that. Yeah, it was incredible. And they're all like that. They're all yeah. like that. Um. With Assassin's Creed 3, they actually brought on, hired, wherever you want to say, multiple different uh, tribes of Native Americans to consult and That's get it, awesome. get get the language correct, get their traditions correct. And it's always going to be a little sprinkle in the, of, the, of the fantasy and the story. We're not right. saying it's a total <laughs> biography or, or look back, but <laughs> they, they definitely go the extra mile. It, it really makes it really makes it special it really does mm-hmm. it really does okay well we could talk about assassins and creeds all day long <laughs> but let's move on to our main uh, topic here which is action movies and adventure movies of the 1980s we were going to do 80s and 90s but that we when we started writing these down there's just way too many to do both so we will do another episode uh with the 90s stuff so tune back in for that but today we're talking about the 80s Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So how we're going to approach this is basically we're going to give out five on this list that we have of about 7,800, I think, movies we have wrote down <laughs> and just just kind of hit them and what we like, what we don't like, what we think really holds up and not and just kind of go with it. Just see kind of how mine and Chris tastes differ and the similarities. You down with that, Chris? Yes, and, and just a disclaimer, like these these aren't necessarily movies that we enjoy. These are just mm-hmm. maybe top movies from the eighties. So and not in any order either, yeah. Right. Right. We and I'm sure we've left out some, but but anyways, without further ado, Daniel, do you want to start us off with the first five? Yeah. All right, let's go for it. All right. So first five, Chris, we got Predator, mm-hmm. Blade Runner, mm-hmm. Rambo, Good Roadhouse, and Full Metal Jacket. So, <laughs> I have to start on Predator, okay? I have to start yeah. on Predator. Predator and and Godzilla, they're always going to be up there for me, but my uncle uh, lost him a few years ago. He actually got me into, like, sci-fi slash action movies, and Predator, yeah. Predator was the first one when I was, I don't know how old was I, maybe 12, 13, something like that, I sat down and watched with him. And, man, I, I just, I, I'm, I was glued. I was glued to the TV screen on the VHS 
the whole time, and I've watched it a hundred times since, and I love it, bro. I, well, there's nothing and, wrong with it. <laughs> and one of the great things about that, especially in the '80s, because you know they couldn't rely on special effects. Really, I mean, you know, they had special effects, but it wasn't quite the same as it is now. But, anyways, my point is, is that movie made you genuinely terrified of the Predator? Like, yeah, you know what I mean? Like, without the use of CGI, without the use of all these modern staples like they made you terrified of that thing and so i mean that's just a that's just a good movie (laughs) well i mean yeah i mean full costumes real costumes almost like a star wars approach where they actually made the models and stuff like that you know yeah um they didn't reveal the monster until i mean over halfway in really um Mm -hmm. And uh, you're sitting, you're sitting down watching. He's invisible. He's got a <laughs> blaster cannon. There's skulls hanging from the. Like, what is going on? <laughs> <laughs> right, right. And then Arnold yeah. and 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 giant sweaty muscles. It, it's so eighties, <laughs> man. It's so eighties, yeah. bro. <laughs> it is. It is. Um, and quick side note on that: Have you had a chance to check out the new Predator game that came out? I've um, seen it. I haven't played it. I've, I've heard I, I haven't tried it yet because it, I've heard it's one of those games that's kind of fun but it's like kind of shallow there's not as much to do so the mm. full price might be a little little steep on it but but yeah. uh, you get you can be the predator in it and you're like against the other people and you're basically they're not really trying to kill you they're actually trying to do other objectives but mm. you're trying to kill them and keep them from doing their objectives yeah so, yeah it definitely looked like a game that would be like a like a ten, fifteen, twenty dollar purchase. Yeah, it really did. Yeah, and if it goes on sale for that, I might check it out. But, but yeah. anyways, for me on this on the first five Rambo, I just, I mean, yeah. what, what what is it with like muscular guys and sweaty muscles back in the eighties? Like, I mean, that's <laughs> that's what you did to have to have a good action movie. You had to have some guy without a shirt on sweating. I mean, that's just <laughs> drenched in sweat, not sweating, drenched right. in heavy, heavy sweat. Like, sir, you need a Powerade. Like, something's wrong yes. with you. Yeah. Yes. 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 R- Rambo, and you know, I, I'm not the biggest Sylvester Stallone fan, but right. he is quintessential 80s action. I mean, yes. Uh, there's, there's, there's all kind of actors. So many actors' careers got started. With these yeah. '80s acts, Charlie Sheen and stuff like that, and I mean, it's it's hard. I, well, it's impossible to talk about any '80s action movies and not mention Rambo or Stallone. Either one, right. I, I really think they're 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 actually they're absolutely necessary. Um, does Rambo could he have found a bigger knife to use in that movie? Do they make knives <laughs> bigger than that? Um. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think maybe uh, the knife that Crocodile Dundee has, maybe, but he may have borrowed that knife. Actually, yeah, they're both pretty big. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. a fight. That would be a fun fight to watch between those yeah. two. <laughs> Absolutely. Let me ask you one real quick: Blade mm-hmm. Runner. Have you ever seen Blade Runner? I have not actually. That's one I have not seen. <clears throat> okay, I don't blame you because I haven't watched it. Well, I had not watched it up until uh, they made kind of a sequel to it a few years back. I remember and, that, yeah. Yeah, it had still had Harrison Ford in it, and it had Ryan Gosling, which mm-hmm. I'm not going to touch on that one. But it the sequel, actually, I watched it before I watched the first one. It made me want to watch the first one. And gotcha. I'm not going to tell you that Blade Runner is a good movie, but mm-hmm. if you're looking for something more sci-fi than, let's say, Star Wars, mm-hmm. something that's that's almost comic book sci-fi if right. that makes any kind right. of sense yeah blade runners definitely your jam definitely okay. yeah cool and so, i actually have not seen roadhouse or full metal jacket either i've okay. seen either one of those <laughs> okay uh man full metal jacket's not for everybody it's a military movie it's a i wouldn't even really be honest now that i think about it i don't know if i would say it's just an action movie it's more of a mm-hmm. psychological thriller. 
yeah. that's kind of the point of the movie is is different uh, ways like the militaries and wars psychologically affect all these kids and stuff. It gets pretty dark, dude. It gets yeah. pretty dark. Um, yeah. <laughs> but Roadhouse, he, he, we need to stop this podcast. You need to watch it right now. <laughs> okay. Because <laughs> it's I'll, awesome. I'm going to watch it. Roadhouse is definitely, definitely, you have to watch it. Action, I mean, Billy Bad A is the main character. I mean, it's just, it's it's perfect 80s, like we said, buddy. I mean, they just, they nailed it. I mean, it's nice. so good. It's so good. Nice. Okay, well, I'm going to hit these next five here. Um, we've got the Indiana Jones trilogy, which... <laughs> I think the first one's give or take. It might have been before the 80s. But anyways, uh, we got Robocop, Karate Kid, Blues Brothers, and Red Dawn. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, Indiana Jones, It's that's that transcends the 80s, I believe. It's kind of kind of up there with Star Wars. Maybe not quite at the same level, but it's it's in that same... Same realm almost because it's just they're just good. I, I mean, you, I could watch them today and enjoy them just as much as I did mm-hmm. back in the day. You know? Yeah, they. I, th- I think they were on Netflix recently. May even still be on there. I watched mm-hmm. on three of them. I, I I think it's a general consensus. Temple of Doom is not the best one of them all, but I mean, it's still a fun watch. What? Which one's your favorite? Which one's your favorite to watch? Oh gosh. Um, I feel like this is going to be everybody's favorite, but I just love The Last Crusade. I mean, yep. it's just, it's so good. And and actually, I don't hate Temple of Doom. And what's funny to me is is actually, um, it's okay as a movie, but like, um, it's got more one-liners from it <laughs> than you think it does. And um, and I don't know, whenever, it, it's always been a joke um, with me and my friends sometimes. I'll, uh, like if you're, if you're somewhere really cold or, or you know, you're having to do something that might hurt a lot, I sit there and I go, I'm Nam Shiva, I'm Nam Shiva, which is the <laughs> yes. guy, yes. Absolutely. The guy yeah. that, that gets his heart <laughs> ripped out, you know, from the guy. And lowered into lava because that wasn't enough. <laughs> I know, right? Oh, and he's man. like, loco kalema. <laughs> so yeah it's like... oh my gosh oh god yeah I, I'm with you Last Crusade is my favorite I mean Sean Connery's his dad I mean is there a worse oh. dad ever not just in <laughs> film just period is there a worse father than Sean Connery um, yeah it's it's. I mean it's you know it's just the, it's the search for the for the uh, for the Holy Grail, I mean, it, it's it's good. It's good action, good story. Harrison Ford, man, I mean, obviously he's Han Solo. I mean, and, and now he's Indiana Jones. He's in Blade Runner. I mean, mm-hmm. that's another person that I mean, the eighties really catapulted him into superstardom. And yeah, and what? Go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say we we're going to get. Next episode, we'll get into some of the '90s action movies he was in because he kind of, like you said, it catapulted him into the '90s and mm-hmm. he really took off. So yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, <laughs> you mentioned RoboCop. Should we just move on to the next one? <laughs> yeah, you know, I think I think as a kid I liked it, but it's it doesn't hold up. It, there's no way it holds up to anything. So yeah, we can yeah. move past. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, I don't have much to say on it because I didn't like it that much. I mean, mm-hmm. it just it just wasn't for me. Um, Karate Kid. For some reason, I don't remember much of Karate Kid. I know what it's about. I know what happened. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, but for some reason, it just doesn't stick with me a lot. You? Yeah. Well, I say I want to say that it does, but when I think about it, no. I mean, you, you remember like the the quoted parts that everybody quotes all the time and yeah. and if anybody ever tries to talk in an Asian voice they say I'm Mr. Miyagi yeah so there's there's that but, yeah but and the only other thing and I think it might be from the second one but there's a little I only remember where um uh Mr. Miyagi's like got that little drum thing and he like rolls it in his hand real slow you know and it like mm. flips back and forth mm-hmm. and it's like 
I don't even remember what happens right there. I just remember that scene. Yeah. And uh, but yeah, I, I mean, I still count it as a good movie, though. I mean, especially it's it's uh, withstood the test of time. I believe. I think that's one you can go back and watch, and it still yeah. hold up today. Yeah. No, I, I totally agree with you. It's we. I don't know why in particular that one. It's like I know I liked it. I know it's good, but I can't sit here and go back through the entire movie through my head. I, I, that's strange how that how that happens. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Blues Brothers. I think we talked about this beforehand. You said you'd never seen it, right? I have. I have not. Okay. I'm not going to sit here and tell you that it's great or like Indiana Jones level or nothing like that because it's not. It's really mm-hmm. not. But let let me describe the premise of the movie to you, and you'll understand mm-hmm. why I like it and why it's very eighties. It's it's two brothers that get out of jail. They get they're they're in a band they're in a blues band yeah and they they get out of prison they find out that the orphanage that they grew uh grew up in is going to be closed down due to back taxes and they have mm-hmm. to raise five thousand dollars before the orphanage gets shut down and they start playing <laughs> gigs and stuff around the country and get in trouble with the cops and go on all nice. kind of escapades. <laughs> that's really it. That sounds pretty good. <laughs> sounds pretty good. Yeah, I mean that's really it, man. It, it's 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 just fun. It's a fun movie. It's not supposed to be, you know, something epic or not like that. It's just a fun movie, right? And and Red Dawn, I know I've seen it. I know the name. I know I've seen it. I just do not remember it whatsoever. Yeah, I and I, I think that was something that. I see. It was a movie of the moment because it's the Soviets invade the United States, and and yeah, it, it, I, I don't know if topical is the right word because it actually is a pretty cool little movie. Um, mm-hmm. But it was very, um, I'm gonna say it was. It's obviously an original idea, but for the you know mm-hmm. kind of the political climate and stuff like that in the world at the time, it really wasn't that original. So it's not going to be right. something that really sticks with someone like us who was really young when that movie mm-hmm. came out. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm not saying it's bad, but I think you, you, I don't know. I think you can, if to watch it, you'd have to say you really want to know what this movie's about. It's not something you're going to stop and, and oh, I really want to watch this because it's not it's not something that's going to ring a bell. It's not something that right. you're going to connect with. Right. So, I don't okay. know. Well, not that it's bad, but what do you do? <laughs> right. <laughs> All right. All right. Why don't you hit the next ones? All right. So, I got Lethal Weapon, mm-hmm. Platoon, Cobra, Batman, and Terminator. <laughs> Terminator Where would you should like be to terminated. Start? <laughs> That's right. Yeah, thank let's, you. Thank you. <laughs> let's, let's just let's just quickly say Terminator on, is on this list because it's kind of a big iconic movie from the 80s. Mm-hmm. However, neither one of us really like it. So <laughs> I, I I don't get into them. I mean, T2 it was cool. It's a fun it's yeah. fun to watch. Um but it it's that's about it and they mangled that franchise's timeline or order of events or I don't even know what you would call they've messed with it worse than the X-Men movies got messed with dude <laughs> right it's, it's so bad you watch one movie and John Connor is alive and he's like an adult and the next movie he's like some frumpy teenager eating hamburgers <laughs> at a joint it's it's the, it's the, it's crazy right so yeah get out of here terminator that's all i can tell you (laughs) right now i have not seen platoon or cobra okay okay um i would say just like the full metal jacket it's it's strictly military it's there's more action in my opinion in platoon than there is full metal jacket but it's still really more of the psychological thriller charlie sheen is kind of the main he's the main character in it but Mm -hmm. i mean there's like oh man like I said, William William Defoe is in it. I mean, there's there's got to be a dozen future 
I mean, Hollywood legends just in that one movie. Um, mm-hmm. And it's good. I really enjoy it, actually. But it's really the psychological thriller part that can turn some people off. Yeah. Definitely. Um, and I will say this. Cobra is is it's a it's a fully loaded assault rifle clip set to full auto and wide open the entire time dude (laughs) right it's just it's non-stop (laughs) shooting the whole movie that's all you is it like is it like contra but a movie form pretty much yeah pretty much put some sunglasses on on little dude in Contra, and you got it. That's it. That's it. That's all. Actually, that sounds pretty interesting. Yeah, it's so savage, dude. It's so savage. <laughs> and uh, man, Lethal Weapon is kind of almost just like your standard action movie. It's almost like a staple <clears throat> of the genre. Yeah, if you will. Yeah. I mean, straight up, good guys against bad guys. A lot of shooting. A lot of car chases. A lot of blowing up stuff. I mean, that's yeah. That's just. A little bit of humor here and there, you know. I mean, it's it's some yeah, good stuff. It is, and it's funny to see, you know, Gr- uh, Griggs and 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 Bertal, two very not just different characters, but I mean, two very different guys in real life. Especially Mel Gibson. I mean, that that dude's got a gasket loose somewhere, bro. Um, <laughs> yeah, but it actually worked. It actually mm-hmm. really, really worked. On screen, mm-hmm. I don't know about off, off screen or anything like that, but yeah, it, I really enjoyed the first one. I've seen, mm-hmm. I think I've seen all of them. I think there's is there four? I think there's four. Yeah, I the I haven't seen the fourth one. It came out like I say not that long ago, but man, at this age, years just kind of flow by. But it's <laughs> definitely it's more recent. Definitely like post two thousand for sure. Okay, okay. Uh, the Lethal Weapon four came out, but yeah, yeah. Yeah, I uh, I really enjoyed it. That 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 is something that like you and your dad could definitely sit down and watch and enjoy watching together. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. And man, I, real quick side note, I was just thinking about this. How many of these movies are in today's time in 2020 being remade or a sequel that's thrown back to them or something? Like almost every one of these has something like that. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, it just shows you like back then, these were all brand new ideas. These weren't mm-hmm. sequels to other movies. These were mm-hmm. all brand new ideas. And that's just, and we won't go into too much detail because we actually talked about that in one of our other podcasts, but yeah. uh, just the state of film today is just nowhere near where it was in in eighties and nineties even. And, and yeah. before, I mean, really, if you think about it, if you took out, Star Wars, Jurassic World, and um, and uh, oh my gosh, I lost my, my train of thought. Star Wars was oh, and the Avengers. If you or uh, Marvel, I'll say that. If you took yeah. that out of theaters, what are you yeah. left with? Just remakes that are I mean, not quite as good as the originals. I mean, yeah. if we're honest, <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. The 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 Hollywood the days. As of right now, the days of Hollywood coming up with original ideas is few and far between. It really is. And you know why? <laughs> like, I, I honestly don't blame them because, but because people spend more money on stuff they know. They're, they're stuff they're comfortable with. They don't want to take a risk. And so Hollywood's going to follow suit <laughs> and do what makes them the most money. So, of mm-hmm. course, they're going to keep doing that, you know. But it's, it's almost like they found that nostalgia card really worked real well. And they just mm-hmm. beat it to death, <laughs> and still <Yeah>. are. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and and I try to like, I try to. I don't always get it there, but I try to watch these remakes as if I had never seen the original, mm-hmm. because that's the true measure of it. Like if if it can't stand on its own without having without having to know what all the references are and stuff. Mm-hmm. Then it's just not it's not a good movie. It's just it's simply fan service. That's all it is. I agree with that. That that yeah, that's well put. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Um let me ask you something. Okay, so I said Batman. Mm-hmm. It's the first it's the it's the it's the very first Batman uh that, that mm-hmm. come to the big screen like that. Mm-hmm. One, does it hold up? Two, did did you enjoy it when you first saw it? <clears throat> 
I, I did enjoy it when I first saw it. I don't think it holds up. And and I think we've talked about this before, but, but I will tell you one thing that makes it not hold up for me, and mm-hmm. that is Heath Ledger. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Once once you've seen how good Heath Ledger is as the Joker, it's just hard to see anybody, even Jack Nicholson. And I'll probably get some flack for that because I know people kind of revere him as the Joker, you know, mm-hmm. because he was the first one on the big screen like that. But, mm-hmm. but I just, I don't know. It's hard. Now, Michael Keaton, I thought he was a great Batman. You know, mm-hmm. I really do. And, and I, that one, and even, Batman Returns, I thought they did a really good job of, they um, they made it feel like you were watching a comic book on screen, you yes. know, yes. and they intentionally did that, yes. and I think but for that artistic reason, I think the movie, the movie as a whole can hold up still because it transports you back to that time. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I think, kind of like what you said, if you, if you frame it in the same comparison does it hold up to today's Batman? I actually don't feel like that's a fair way to way to do things, because right. the the Batmans of today are not the same approach to Batman as these are, as mm-hmm. this one was especially. And you're right; it's supposed to put you in a comic book world, and and the Dark Knight Rises and stuff like that. That's not what they're trying to do. They they no. never one for one second tried to do that. No. Um, uh, I. I actually didn't like it the first time that I watched it because the Joker guy absolutely freaked me out. He freaked me yeah. out, dude. He just, I don't know, man. It was the creepiest thing I'd ever seen. <laughs> and you know what? He's, for me, he's the creepiest in that scene when he doesn't have any makeup on and his smile yes. is just still, still there. You know what I mean? That's, yes. that's the creepiest. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Well, I was actually really curious to what you thought about that. So I, I think we're on the same page. We just kind of have a different, mm-hmm. slightly different view of it. I just, I, I, yeah. I'm really, I'm really just can't get past that dude's freaking face. Oh my gosh, it haunts me. <laughs> Why do we talk about that? I'm not going to be able to sleep tonight now, man. <laughs> oh gosh. All right. Well, uh, let me hit the next, next five here. And then, I mean, we're getting into some good ones here. Um, we've got Alien. We've got Top Gun, we've got Die Hard, Escape from New York, and Beverly Hills Cop. Pick some... one and go. <laughs> um, I don't know, man. That's that's some good one. I'll I'll, I'll just start with Alien because it's at the top of the list. Like, what a series of movies! Like that was just that was just I enjoyed them a lot. I really did. I mean, because it's. It's more like, more like horror psychological than it is sci-fi, you know. Yeah, I agree with that, and I will also be honest with you. I don't like any of them. Really, I can't stand them. I just, <laughs> I, and what sucks is they made the alien world cross over into the predator world, or vice versa. Right. They all share this one cinematic universe, which right. is cool. But as far as the aliens movie by themselves go, I, I don't like them. It just, mm-hmm. and I can't tell you why because it's really not that much different from Predator. But yeah. it's not Sigourney Weaver's fault because she was awesome. She was a bad right. chick, dude. Like I mean, she was right. she was great in those movies. But I don't know. It's just it never stuck with me. I, I don't mm-hmm. like watching them. I, I've I've actually tried watching the first. I know I've tried watching the first two several times, and the whole the, I'm just never interested in it, man. I've right. never liked it. Right. I I I don't wouldn't say that I've loved them, but I did really enjoy them when they came out. But but I haven't watched them probably 15, 20 years. So I mean, you know, <laughs> yeah. there's if I went back and watched them, I may have a different opinion. But I do remember enjoying them back in the day. So yeah, yeah, and that's another set of movies to where real, true physical props. Somewhat mm-hmm. limited CGI because he just didn't have it really back then. Um, right. You know, it was it was visually it's awesome. I mean, it's got mm-hmm. some great visuals, man, and mm-hmm. it's scary as I'll get out. But 
not for me, man. And I and and I, it's a shame because it like it kind of aligns with Predator, and I should love it, but I just don't. <laughs> right. So, have you seen any of the Alien versus Predator movies or anything like that? Oh, I got every one of them on DVD, man. I mean, I I <laughs> love those movies. See what I'm saying? It's right. stupid. It makes no sense. <laughs> <laughs> but just gotcha. them as standalone, man. I just it, yeah. I just don't like it. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, I see that. But okay, so the next one you said was Top Gun. Mm-hmm. It of all this list, and I don't know if we could do it, but. Does Top Gun have to be on the Mount Rushmore? It yeah, it has it to does. be, doesn't it? It does for sure. I mean, again, multiple heavily sweaty men. I don't know <laughs> why. Apparently, air conditioning wasn't invented until the nineties, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> but it's ah, yeah, man. The music, the action. I mean, the the over intensity in some situations, the mm-hmm. drama. I mean, the you know the yeah. the the girl. I, it's it's got everything on the checklist, bro. And I I yeah. love it, man. I love it. Mm-hmm. It's good. It's good. Yeah, yeah. It, it's the motorcycle scene with it, where he's you know flying his motorcycle wide open and the music playing in the background. It's just like, man, if you could clip that and someone said, "What's the '80s like?" and show that <laughs> yeah. to them, that should do just fine. <laughs> <laughs> yes and man th- okay this is gonna tell you how far back i go with video games there was a top gun video game for a regular nintendo system and oh. it was the hardest game i think i might have ever played like <laughs> really? second only to maybe et on atari that was literally unfinishable oh, but, um, <laughs> wow wow <laughs> but like there was this i mean you were you were flying in the plane, like that was the game. You, it wasn't like any of the story stuff. It was just you're flying in the plane, and when you get done, like the missions are fine. But I mean, just think of sitting in it, sitting in a cockpit, but regular Nintendo eight bit graphics. Okay, <laughs> wow, uh, that's what you had. Which that was fun enough. It was challenging enough, not too hard, not too easy, but. Um, what really got me is at the end of every mission, you had to land on the aircraft carrier. And oh. the controls were so, like, you had to hit it spot on, and it was dang near impossible to hit it spot on, or you would die, and you'd have to play the whole mission over again. Oh, no way. Yes. It was so hard. And, and for you kids I, out there, those <laughs> systems back in the day didn't have a save uh, point or no. a memory card even for, you know what I'm saying? Like, you didn't mash start and select what save file to, uh, save file to go to. That didn't no. exist. <laughs> and not only that, you didn't, you only had a limited amount of lives and continues. Like, if you, if you didn't do it, then you started back over at the very beginning with yep the same lives. And I mean, that was... That was tricky stuff. <laughs> yep, absolutely. Kids today would not love video games if they had to start <laughs> where we started. They would not <laughs> like it. <laughs> nope, not at all. Because now, I mean, I mean, let's be honest. You can save so much in video games now. Video games now aren't really challenging unless we're talking like Dark Souls or something like that. Like, right? I mean, yes, there's hard settings, but. I don't man, know. that's I mean, not the same, man. Yeah, that's that's not the same because you didn't have a choice back then, right? The, the, it was what it was. Because a lot of games, you could put it on the hard setting, and you could you could clear out a room, save it, and then go to the next room and do it however many times it took you to do it, clean it yeah. out, and then save it. No, you couldn't yeah. do that. You yep. just you went and what you got wherever you got to where you got, especially yeah. the contra games, man, like. You have like you have uh, three lives and like two continues to do the whole game, and yep. not only that, you get hit once, you die. So, yep, <laughs> yep, yep. And, and it's hard. not like they're button mashers where you can just hold fire down the entire time and you'll get through it. It's not like that at all. <laughs> no, it's it's like you have to you have to memorize the levels. You have to know what's coming yes. next so that you can avoid it. And yep. 
Okay, we definitely went on a tangent there, but <laughs> sorry. Yeah, no, you, that you're was right. good though. Right. Yeah, um, that's old geezers. Yeah. All right. So this this next one, this is my favorite on the list. I know I said I love Predator, but mm-hmm. this is my favorite. Die Hard. This is mm-hmm. my favorite, favorite, favorite of this. I, I, there was one point in my life, Chris, I almost had the entire like script in my head. I watched it so <laughs> many times, man. <laughs> Nice. That reminds me of um, the office episode where Pete. Yes. He he starts he he quotes the whole thing because he knows it by heart. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. That was actually when I watched that. I was like, oh man, that's me. <laughs> that's that's awesome. good stuff. I mean, yeah. It, I mean, it, um, go ahead. I was gonna say it just had Bruce Willis, it had Professor Snape. I mean, you know, you had. All you needed for a good action movie. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, and what's kind of what I thought was really neat about it is it didn't travel across great distances. It didn't happen across time. It was one night in one in, in Nakatomi Tower, and it just it just started from the bottom up. I mean, it was it was great. It was really, really good. Yeah. And, and go, go ahead. ahead. No, go ahead. I, I want to ask you. Because I I debate this with my wife and even my dad, and I'm alone in this. Is Die Hard a Christmas yes. movie? Yes. Yes. I knew, I knew what you were going to ask. Yes. And yes, it is. See, I feel like it is too, man. It takes place on Christmas at a Christmas party, man. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, Christmas movie doesn't have to entail a family who can't get the ham they always want, and then you go to the <laughs> store and like, Everybody else wants the same ham, and there's one for like 15 people that they're all fight for. It. That, that doesn't have to constitute what a Christmas movie is. I mean, you know, they don't ha- they don't have to cross town to go get the Turbo Man doll, <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> now, actually, I do like that movie, by the way. <laughs> yes, I do too. It's yeah, it's classic. But yes, good. I have an ally. Thank goodness. <laughs> But yeah, oh, that's, that's some good stuff. You know what? Maybe we should do an episode of this of comedy movies from the eighties because that would also be a long Ooh. list too. Oh, that is good. Yeah, stay tuned. <laughs> yeah. What you got and, next? Uh, What's, oh, well, on, I was gonna. I'm gonna have a couple of bonus, um, just a couple of bonus um, movies, and here's why they're bonus. Because while they're not technically 80s movies, they both came out in 1990. And so I'm going to I'm going to count them just because they're so close. Okay. Okay. The first one is Ninja Turtles. The first one, not like the sequels with Vanilla Ice Mm. and all that. But the first Ninja Turtles, (laughs) which which you you know, it It was it was the coolest movie ever because it had Vanilla Ice in it. But anyways, that's 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 90s. But um. But I don't know. It was, it was like a lot darker than any of the other ones too. I mean, it was. Yep. It's pretty dark movie, honestly. Yeah. And um, and it said for it said the D word like four times. I, me- I remember it was a big oh, deal. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Mom and dad didn't like that too much. No, if they only knew what it would turn into, like nowadays, like what True. movies would have turned into. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But the other the other bonus one is, um, and we had talked about this earlier, and we we didn't know if it's from nineties or eighties, and I looked it up, and it is nineteen ninety, and that's um, Hunt for Red October. Also, just a great, mm. great movie. Um, yeah. With that's uh, a movie that Sean Connery actually fits in. <laughs> right, right. Not Indiana's dad, <laughs> Junior. Oh gosh, it's so funny, man. That dude was James Bond. He was James I know, right? Bond. Yeah. Uh, like the first James Bond. <laughs> yeah. Like like a long time ago, James Bond. <laughs> yeah. So we do all 50s movies, Chris? <laughs> um, I wouldn't know where to start. I wouldn't either, but James Bond, here we go. Start and finish, we're done. <laughs> what, about, um, what about Escape from New York? Have you oh, ever yeah. seen that? I haven't. I have seen the um, the Escape from LA. I think it's the sequel. I have seen that one, but I've not okay. seen the first the in the NY. 
Well, the well, if you've seen L.A., then you've pretty much seen the New York. It's pretty much the same thing. <laughs> right. Pretty Just much different the same place. Does yeah. he ride out a wave, like, on a surfboard? <laughs> I, it's, it's At one point, he's climbing a rope. Like, nobody in that entire city thought, hey, I'm going to throw a rope over the wall and try to climb up. <laughs> really? Come on, man. Come on, man. <laughs> uh, That's good. But... I mean, really, just looking at this list and thinking back to everything, you know, all the fun. It's fun. These Mm -hmm. movies are fun. You sit Mm -hmm. down. I've begged my wife, dude. I've begged her to please watch one 80s movie with me, and she won't do it. She could absolutely care less. And I think I kind of understand because I guess these movies are somewhat of an escape. Mm-hmm. They're supposed to be over the top. They're supposed mm-hmm. to be just sit on the couch, eat a you know turkey leg and a Dr Pepper, and just <laughs> enjoy everything manly. I guess you know what I mean. Like right. it's 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 supposed to be that. And in some ways, there's nothing wrong with enjoying that. I enjoy that every now and then. I think that's right. I think that is a good way to like let your brain defrag. You know yeah. what I mean? Just just escape from all this bullcrap in the world and your daily stressful lives. And one of these movies, just have fun with it, man. Just mm-hmm. have fun. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. And I'm sure we'll, we're, we're missing some. I think I thought of one, I'm pretty sure it was in the 80s, Mad Max. I never I saw I any of those. I, I want to, but. Yeah, I think that was 80s. And I also think Waterworld, I think that was 80s also. But I no, haven't seen I think that one was 90s. Was it I think 90s? That was okay. 90s? Because I really enjoyed that movie. Gotcha. But, gotcha. And like I said, we, we definitely skipped some and missed some. We could, dude, I mean, you could make a whole other list of probably the ones that we skipped, but yeah. it's definitely movies of a bygone time, and there there won't ever be anything that, that even resembles these movies because they've tried remaking some of these, and it's never the same. And I think it's mm-hmm. because you catch lightning in a bottle. And you you can't do it again, right? And we had a I mean we had a whole decade of it, of mm-hmm. just of just brain melting fun. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. Brain melting fun. Yep, <laughs> yep. I enjoy them, man. I enjoy them. So I guess now we have to move on to the next decade in the next episode. Um, yes, please stay tuned. We will we will come back and we will talk about nineties movies and. 90s action adventure movies and i'm really excited about those too because there's some there's some great ones in that decade as well so yes absolutely this this gets a little bit um a little bit closer to when we started getting a little older you know and uh man the the jump of action movie qualifications in the 80s to action movie qualifications in the 90s is going to be kind of drastic i'm interested to see side-by-side comparisons you know what i mean yeah, totally. Totally. So, but yeah, all right. Well, uh, man, this has been great. This has been awesome. I kind of mm-hmm. go, I kind of want to watch Top Gun. Be honest with you. Yes, definitely. So, guys, go out, watch your 80 movie, 80s movies, and let us know. Uh, if you don't know, we have a Facebook page, uh, Flicks and Joysticks. Go over there, look, like us on there, and, and share with us what, you know, thoughts of uh, movies you like. Um, from the eighties or even the nineties. We might, we might mention you if you put it on over there, but, but just keep, keep in touch with us there and um, stay tuned for our next episode. Thank you for tuning in to flicks and joysticks. If you enjoyed today's episode, please click the subscribe button below to never miss an episode. And don't forget to like us on Facebook.